0: I don't know. I just don't have the <laughs> patience. Or, or sidewalks. There are no sidewalks around here, so that's another thing.
1: Yeah, that's an issue here, too, but I just say, f*** it. <laughs> um, f*** it.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. And now we've set the tone I, for the rest of this, for the rest of this yeah.
1: conversation. <laughs> yeah, f*** it. Yeah. You yeah. F-
0: it. See, the thing about the title Stranger Than Christian is that it's a sort of pun on the phrase Stranger Than Fiction, using my first name. I'll be talking to people from all over the world. I might hear a lot of unusual, true stories. Today... I'm talking to Bobby. Live from the streets of Kentucky, it's Stranger Than Christian. Hi, Bobby? Yes. Hi, it's Christian. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Okay, perfect. I can hear you. I can hear birds, too. Are you outside right now?
1: <laughs> I am outside. <laughs> That's I'm taking awesome. A, I'm taking a walk, and uh, I was hoping you could hear me well.
0: Yeah, no, I can hear you just fine. So I've never... You're in Kentucky, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've never been to Kentucky. Describe what you're seeing around you right now.
1: Uh, Well, at this moment, a pretty typical uh middle class uh neighborhood.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So you're it's, not like in the woods uh, yeah. or something. You're like in a neighborhood.
1: Um yeah, the surrounded uh, the the neighborhood is surrounded by uh lots of farmland. It's very rural. Gotcha, okay. Here. Okay,
0: yeah. you see I'm in I'm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so we're kind of in the same boat.
1: Oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's very uh rural here. Um lots of corn, lots of soybeans, uh some tobacco here and there. <laughs>
0: That's good. You yeah. have all your you have all your basic food groups. You got your tobacco. <laughs> all those. Your soy. You got your, your, soil, you got your the protein. Staples. That's good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, won't, the staples, you won't be getting you know. scurvy
0: or anything. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So you walk every day.
1: Uh, yeah, I try to.
0: I wish I could do that. I I have no patience uh. for. It. I I mean I can walk like I. I grew up in Connecticut, and it was mostly, like, I never, I didn't have a car when I was, like, in high school. I walked everywhere. So I, I have tolerance for walking, but I don't know. Somehow, like, as you get older, like, I'm not that much older, but I don't know. I just don't have the <laughs> patience. Or, or sidewalks. There are no sidewalks around here, so that's another thing.
1: Yeah, that's an issue here, too, but I just say fuck it. <laughs> um, fuck it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And now we've set the
0: tone w- for the rest of this, for the rest of this yeah. conversation. <laughs>
1: yeah. Fuck it. You yeah. Yeah. fuck Whatever. it.
0: That's, well, I, I'm on I'm on extreme fuck it mode right now. I slept for maybe three hours. I just could not sleep last oh, night. Oh no! So, so if this goes off and, the rails at all, I I I I am taking preemptively taking responsibility for it.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't sleep much last night either. The baby was like, "Hey, I want to be up and stuff." So, you
0: know. Oh yeah, how old is your baby?
1: Um, he turns four months on the seventh.
0: Four months is like mm-hmm. brand new. Is your, fr- He's uh, your like, first one? we.
1: Yeah, he's a wee one. He's just little. He's basically awesome. Um <laughs> I know everybody says that, but he really is perfect. Um
0: <laughs> Right, well it's um, good it's yeah. good to have a kid that's basically awesome. Just on a base level, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's 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 acceptable. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, he's super easy. Um even when he's awake in the middle of the night, he's pretty chill and just like, "I want to watch puppet master." It's cool, man. I'm like, "Okay."
0: just just do it just do what he says just smile and move
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much he's the boss
0: yep so i have everybody fill out a thing when um when i put this on reddit i said you know if you could fill out this you know to the best of you know however you want to fill it out and um the goal is really not for me to like specifically ask questions based on it, but more to just mm-hmm. like have a sort of guideline for where the conversation goes. That being said, right, right. I want to hear about the conception by semi conventional oh. methods.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, my wife and I have been pretty open about this because families come in all shapes and forms. So, sure. um, I guess about, uh, geez, it was about a year ago. Exactly. Um, we, uh, and I'm just going to get completely graphic with it, and you can totally stop me if it's inappropriate. But. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. There you go. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we Well, before all of that, we discussed with a very good friend of ours if he would be interested in being a donor. Um, and this is a, a longtime friend of mine. We lived together in college. Uh, He's since moved to Oregon. So uh, he doesn't have kids. He's older super smart, intelligent, uh he uh is healthy and attractive. So, he ticked all the boxes. Not that attractive. It was last on the list, but it helps. Um it's on there. Sure. It's on the list, man. Um so we basically lined up her uh her schedule, I would say, so without getting too detailed and whenever it all fit uh during the week of her ovulation cycle last, uh, mid-March, I guess. And, uh, I guess for all intents and purposes, I'll say turkey baster <laughs> method. Gotcha. And it totally fucking worked. So
0: <laughs> that's that's awesome. Um, and then you ended up with a basically yeah, awesome it child. Was, uh,
1: he basically went into the bathroom, did his thing, came back out. I had, like, some daryl needleless syringes and... I did the thing and then we just sat in the kitchen awkwardly drinking beer. Um, <laughs> is that and, how it goes yeah,
0: afterwards because totally right. I, I have so. so many questions and that was going to be one of them That's like that. what's the conversation afterwards like what do you say what do you do is it I, I don't imagine it's awkward though because I'm sure it's I mean I would be honored if somebody asked hello? me to like I think hello? I have lost you did can I scare you hear me? you with
1: my ovulation cycle
0: story? no not at all can you hear me hello hello Hey, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, that was weird.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, I started talking about ovulation cycles, and then I thought I scared you away. <laughs> yeah, I got I got <laughs> so scared. I
0: started thinking of turkey basters, and I just couldn't I just couldn't do You're it like, anymore. Ah! I did not sign up. Yeah. I did not sign up for this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this went this went way 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 off the <laughs> rails. Right. No, no. Um, I don't know where, where you last where, what you last heard. So but, the last thing. Uh, well,
0: the last thing I said. Because you had answered a couple of the questions I was going to have. I was going to ask what the conversation was like after that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. Um, It got weird, but, you know, it happens. You got to do the things, to get the things that you want.
0: Um, (laughs) I think Wayne Gretzky said that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right, right. I think so, I believe. (laughs) Um, No, no, that was part of it. Like, we chose somebody who we knew well so that it wouldn't be, like, completely, completely horrible um and it was weird uh and like that's a a bonding experience
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
1: it's like oh dude and then we did the thing and it was like okay yeah it was weird it got weird um they were they were troopers man i was like you guys did all the work i didn't do shit i just kind of sat here and you know did a few things but i don't know It, it was a weird conversation we had lots of beer
0: I, I would imagine, um, yeah. yeah, beer. <laughs> I, I think beer would probably help that conversation along a great deal.
1: Yeah, it was kind of uh, necessary, I think, so. But, yeah, uh, we did that basically the whole week we were there, several times, or a couple times a day. And then it uh, totally, totally worked, man. And then I, I couldn't believe it.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I was going to ask, too— um, because again, I, I I would be honored if a friend of mine were to ask me to like continue my bloodline right. with them. That would be that would be awesome. So yeah. I, I was going <laughs> to ask if like intelligence plays into it, attractiveness plays into it. I, I would imagine something to do. You know, yeah. ha, ha, like has he ever been sick? Has is there a history of disease? I imagine that would be yep. a concern as well. So that's cool to know that that was all that that's all that's all a thing.
1: Yeah and uh, yeah and we took mental health. Um, into that as well because we have we we saw our doctors beforehand and our, we have an awesome practitioner and she was like you've got to make sure he's totally into this and we got to check up on mental health and so that checked a lot of boxes um he uh he's a he's an awesome guy i don't know how else to say it he's a we basically picked a good baby daddy <laughs> sure <laughs> that's the way to do it what do you no, do for a living me, um, I write for a living. I write for a daily newspaper.
0: Oh, cool, like a local paper.
1: Yes. Cool. Well yes, yes, yes. Okay.
0: Yep. So like what kind of stuff do you write? Is it like it's like is it straight news or is it um,
1: Yes. I uh I primarily cover education. And um I also do I split like the arts and entertainment beat with uh our business reporter. So I do all of that, but generally, I mean, it's not uncommon. Like, I covered a murder trial last week, you know, but you never know what happens in a in a newsroom in kind of a smallish town, um, safe to say.
0: Can I hear about the murder trial you covered?
1: Oh, <laughs> Basically, there was a shooting that took place. Uh, there were several people in a car, and uh, they were trying to pin it on two in two of those individuals, um, and they did not successfully do it. So uh, having a public defender totally paid off for this guy, and they chose wisely to take it to trial because he, they couldn't definitively prove that he was the one of the many in the car that pulled the trigger. So. Oh, geez. And that's that. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
0: boring. Whatever. All right, I'll cut that Yeah,
1: out. I know. It was a pretty boring, but there's plenty of others coming up.
0: Yeah, that's so. all right. No, thank God for copy-paste. That's all right. That'll be... <laughs> we'll just... Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: That'll be a DVD extra. Um,
1: it was a pretty boring one, though. We all were kind of like, womp, womp. Right.
0: I, I went to school for journalism. I, I went to, I went to, to oh, college cool. in Connecticut for... I went for four... It ended up being four and a half years because right uh, the okay. school I went to, they had like one of the strictest policies in terms of, um, internships, but get to complete three of them in order to right. get your degree. And I just, I just never got through them. Like I got through two and by the third, I was just, <laughs> I was falling apart. My, my last internship, but <laughs> the second one was, um, it was, I was an intern on a conservative morning show from 4am to 9am. Oh God, it was the fucking worst. oh <laughs> That's, my god it was so bad that
1: hurts me a little bit it was so
0: bad you just you know i i'm i'm not a political person at all i know who's full of yeah. shit and who isn't i have that sensibility right. but to spend five hours every morning just like not politely nodding in agreement is just too much <laughs>
1: Yeah, that could I could see that would be insufferable. I don't know that I could handle it. So, did you ha- did you do more of like a broadcast news kind of thing? Yeah,
0: my focus was broadcast journalism. I had so much fun okay. with with I was a um I eventually got involved with the campus radio station, so I was the program director for a while, became the general manager for a year, and then um, that last half year, a new general manager took over, and I kind of stayed on as their news director, so I had like a kind of 20-minute newscast every afternoon, Um, and that was so much fun, just like hiding in my office and writing and, you know, being a quote-unquote broadcaster was like... It was like a dream come true, and I, I just got to do whatever yeah, was, I wanted yeah. to do. You know, it, it was cool to have an office with a microphone, just record whatever you want. It was incredible.
1: <laughs> Living the dream, man.
0: Living that the dream,
1: good. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um Sweet. What do you do outside of your job? Do you so you have um, a day job yeah. and a clay job?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so my wife, uh, she is a uh, she went to school for fine arts. Um, she has a ceramics business, which I guess I like, should technically take some ownership of that now. We have a ceramics business. Um, <laughs> it's yours now. And <laughs> I mean, I'm paying taxes on that shit, so Damn right. that's partially mine, man, um, in accordance to, I don't know, something or something or other. Um, so, yeah, we, we have a ceramics business. Um, she basically built it from the ground up. Um, it's Pretty successful. I don't know. We do a lot of workshops for area kids. Um, we do them for adults at like this local art center. Um, we also sell, um, just wares and we also do, she does like sculptural work that we submit to galleries and boutiques and stuff. So, we keep pretty busy, man. That sounds um, busy. It's, awesome. it's
0: fun teaching <laughs> yeah. kids, isn't it? I, 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 um, yeah. My dad and I don't mean to keep yeah. relating this to myself, but hey, it's a conversation. It goes both ways. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my father was an art teacher for like twenty years, so I got to see firsthand a lot of nice. a lot of art instruction, and it's fun to see kids learn how to create. And it's you know, without getting into the whole thing about how kids we all they have our iPhones and you know that old bullshit that everybody right. wants to say it's just fun oh, yeah. to it's awesome. let kids create it's, it's yeah it's, and it's rewarding I bet
1: yeah um it is pretty awesome I don't know that uh I was always kind of artistically inclined uh I come from a family of artists so it wasn't too outside of my um realm to kind of explore this but I don't know that I would have otherwise so it's been really awesome um yeah the kids are great uh We teach a lot of the um, children with special needs in some of the area schools, and i got to tell you, that's, like, it's incredible. (laughs) Just to see, like, the inclusivity and um, how happy they are, and I don't know. And and also, not just children, but old lady sewing clubs. Um, (laughs) They're super sweet, too. Like, we do for a group... They're like a ladies' DIY group. They're super cute, old ladies. Um, And they meet like once a month and do a thing. And so we did like a picture workshop, uh, let's see, a couple months ago. And we're in there cleaning up. You know, they made little pictures and everything went well. Um, And they're like discussing what they're doing for (laughs) their next month's uh, get together. And they were like, oh, do you think we should do that pole dancing? A workshop and she's like oh well you know I think I can make that work let's uh, discuss the time and I'm like holy shit these are like 60 year old ladies 80 year old ladies who are going to do a pole dancing workshop <laughs> that's you know what you gotta funny? love it <laughs> that's the
0: cool thing about older people they're really kind of down yeah. for anything.
1: they're they're they just they just, yeah.
0: just want to have fun I I um yeah I have a lot of experience with with older people I work at a hotel here in uh in Lancaster and we get tours from all over the world but we get a lot of older couples who come to do the shopping yeah and the, the uh the farmer's markets and all that and yeah oh god I have the most fun with like 55 and up uh, That's
1: like my, yeah, man. That's my age group They uh It's the boomers man They actually That was like the last generation where It quote unquote worked out So they got the money They got the time They say, fuck it I'm gonna pull down That's so true isn't it Sometimes
0: I wonder Cause I think you and I are the, Like without saying your age I think you and I are probably about the same age Um I, I Perhaps, Sometimes I yeah. wonder Like well I'm 29 You can just say yes or no
1: Um um, uh, within four or five years, yes Alright, cool So I, I always wonder
0: what our generation is going to do at that time Like when we're right. 60 Like What are, are going to be the leisure activities when we're that age?
1: Jesus, I don't know That's why I do my leisure activities now, man
0: You gotta get it, <laughs> I'm you, like, fuck it. Get it out of the way while you can, totally
1: <laughs> Yeah, do the pole dancing workshop, fuck it
0: So how much, <laughs> how much of your time in a week does, does clay and, and, and art and creation take up?
1: Um, let's see. We probably spend, uh, three to four nights a week there. It's, of course, changed a little bit with our little one. Um, but luckily we just strap him on our back and he's pretty content these days to sit and chill. Sure. He's a really good baby. Um, but yeah, a couple, I would say four nights a week. Most weekends we're busy. Um, this weekend we've got a sort of like a, um, I guess you would call it a show It's like a We were randomly invited to participate in this um, Western South Centralish ish Kentucky um, Arts Cell thing um, So we're doing that and that would be pretty cool But So yeah basically every Saturday We're playing always <laughs> If we're not at like an event We're in the studio so.
0: Now your wife Does she come from a family of artists too?
1: Um, she, uh, her father is a woodworker, so, okay. and not just, like, uh, like he does, I mean, he does incredible things with wood, um, so in a sense, he's an artist, too, and I've seen the things he can do two-dimensionally, so I would say, yeah, she would also, I think, say yes, too.
0: <laughs> so you guys are just kind of attracted to the art type, is that, is that, is that part of what yeah, yeah. drew you to each yeah. other?
1: Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. That was part of it. And also being queers in, uh, you know, small town South. <laughs> right. That was part of it too, maybe out of necessity, but, but yeah, no, uh, that definitely was a, an important factor, uh, for sure. Cause that's an important part of my life. Uh, cause I also do other things artistically if I have the time. So yeah, it was definitely, it is definitely, um, an important part of my life, so sure. and in hers too, so she's devoted most of her uh, professional life to it, so. And how long ago did you guys meet, I mean,
0: well, how did you guys meet, tell me that.
1: Um, we met online, actually, uh, and, yeah. well, we knew some friends peripherally um, through uh, just the art world, I guess I would say, honestly, college art world and stuff, so we kind of had like some mutual friends but we didn't get to know each other until we were talking more exclusively online um... and that was about fuck now i gotta count with my fingers um... sorry hang on a second <laughs> let's see that was about five years ago no six years ago man and we we sort of met uh... officially met met were talking to one another and then, like, a month later, we bought tickets to go to Oregon together as, like, barely strangers. It was pretty funny. Um, and so that's how it all started.
0: That's awesome. That's <laughs> a cool way to get to know each other, too. Because, you know, it's funny. I, I met yeah. I met my wife on Facebook seven years ago. Um, there you go. And, yeah, tell me, hey. <laughs> and tell me if this is right or wrong. But, you know, because I, 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 I had been with people before. I, I had been in relationships in the past. But when I met her name is cat when I met cat and we started talking online, it was almost like the conversation began in 2012 and it, it like has not stopped to this day. Like we, it's just a nonstop conversation <laughs> yeah. and that's one yeah, of the ways I could much. tell like, okay, yeah. this is going to be different because I could just, I can just talk forever yeah. to this person.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah. We, uh, it's yeah. That's one thing too is there's never a dull moment and she's a uh, very, um, inquisitive she wouldn't say she's very smart but she is she would call herself a hard worker honestly that's what she would say but she's super smart and thoughtful uh and just like for example we just randomly talk about random shit like i'm not even kidding it'll be three in the morning and she'll be like but have you considered such and such as the killer of the black dahlia (laughs) and i'm like Whoa. It's 3 in the morning. Um, I was just getting up to take a piss, but we can do this. Let's talk it out. Like, okay. I
0: I love you, but I need an explanation, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Let me go to the restroom, and then let's sit down and fall down that YouTube hole together, okay? Yeah.
0: God, YouTube holes are (laughs) the best. What's the last YouTube hole you fell down?
1: Oh my god, I know exactly. It's... (laughs) there's a channel and I hope it isn't your channel. God, who knows? Fuck. It might be. Uh, The world is big. (laughs) Wouldn't that be crazy? I would be like, no way. Um, It's called Apex TV. And, uh, it's this channel that purports that they interview, that they are interviewing, uh, time travelers. (laughs) And they, these people, they quote, allegedly these people, uh, they believe that they're time travelers, like, and it's nuts, so, but it's total bullshit, I mean, I don't know, I'm a skeptic, so, <laughs> naturally trained as a journalist, clearly I, I, I have suspicions, but it's pretty funny to think about. <laughs> well, one, I can tell you that it's not my channel. Okay, good. <laughs> Two, I can
0: tell you that if you're interviewing strangers, I'm suing the fuck out of them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny, man, uh, it's insane, they, like, blur out their faces and obscure their voice and give them lie detector tests, and it's it's insane. It's totally fake and bullshit, but I entertain it and try to suspend my disbelief for the entertainment value alone. So,
0: <laughs> How crazy is it that you can just, like, open a laptop and create your own TV show? <laughs> yeah, just, like, yeah, a, it's insane. A, a ceramic <laughs> artist in Kentucky will be talking about it and some... Lancaster Puerto Rican Guys yeah. podcast <laughs> In the year 2019 it's so it's so it's yeah. weird but it's cool like when i went like when i first started going to school i never thought that i would have the potential to do anything like this i mean i would always wanted yeah. to be on tv that was always like my dream but i mean even tv well, is like who fucking watches tv anymore like that's tv isn't even a thing right
1: well i would say not for our generation uh the xennials and on like even my sister, who's, you know, four years my senior, she, uh, I mean, they, they don't have television. They stream services, too. We don't have, well, I think she might have a landline. Uh, but, you know, nobody has a landline. I don't know. Like, I think my mom and my dad, actually, uh, had a conversation with them recently. They're like, you know what? We cut off our landline. And it was sort of a big deal for them. And I was like, yeah, dude, I haven't had one since college. Like, what?
0: Yeah, because, I, mean, yeah, I mean, having a landline is like one of those... It's 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 one of those things that you know if you're, I don't even know if our generation's used to it anymore. But I mean, I, I used to be on the phone all the time at home and yeah yeah. That's one of those like building it's blocks ar- of a household. You know what I mean? It's like
1: yeah yeah. It's archaic now, though. I would say for sure.
0: It is, but yeah. there's definitely a charm to it. Like a lot of people who signed up for this podcast thing wanted to um, wanted to talk on Skype. And I mean, that's okay. Uh, okay, it's not the worst. I mean, I'm talking to somebody from Spain later today, and I'll be on Skype with them because mm. I'm not made of money, but there's right, a right. definite <laughs> charm to, like, hearing that audio filter of, like, somebody on the phone, like, and that's one of the reasons right, why right. I wanted to do this, too, because, you know, you realize you, I haven't had a phone conversation in years, I feel like.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I have phone conversations daily with my job, but... I totally uh, get what you're saying. Like a meaningful, non-work related conversation. My like junior high years were built around that man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get home from school, like watch Total Request Live, uh, and talk to my friend on the phone Total that I just saw live. like an hour before. <laughs> Total. Hell yeah, TRL. Request live.
0: Have you ever been yeah. there? Like, did you ever go when you were younger? I knew a lot. I, had, I never Not went, but I had a the, lot of friends yeah. who went.
1: No, I never went, I mean, I went to New York and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't do the whole be on the TV thing, but cause I was just like a, I was a brooding, uh, wear black, uh, queer kid in a small town in Kentucky. So I was like, yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> right. Maybe that's <not> the best <laughs> yeah. spot
0: for you at that particular, at that particular moment. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 So I didn't really, yeah, I didn't do things like that, but I, I had friends that did too. And I was like jealous. When you called, I was listening to a podcast talking about um, Ed Kemper. <laughs> in the dark, walking in the woods, or, okay. well, in the rural community, I was, like, looking over my shoulder, freaking out and shit, like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> right. But, yeah. Isn't that fun? Totally. I, I love podcasts. <laughs> do you have,
0: okay. Yeah. Do you ever have that urge, like, when you're by yourself in the dark to, like, watch some scary shit or listen to something scary? Yes. Why do we do that? Why do
1: we (laughs) do that? No, no, last night, dude, last night, Claudia went to the studio, and I was like, well, I'll stay home with the baby. He's asleep. You know, it's cool. And it's like 10 o'clock, and I put on the last scary movie that legit scared me. Because, like, I love love horror. Like, I love it, it's my favorite genre. So I put on Sinister because that shit was scary. (laughs) And I was so freaked out. Like, Claudia gets home, and I'm like, lights on she's like what the fuck man why do you do this i'm like oh no i can't help myself
0: <laughs> right i'm yeah. sorry don't judge me there's something about it it's almost like i i don't know what it is but i would imagine yeah. it's something like let's just get the worst out of the way let me just listen to something horrible that yeah. when, if anything horrible happens in real life it's not as horrible as the thing i was listening to
1: right i mean i i, I like true crime and with my job i see the worst of people often so it's like you know what? Just show me the crime scene photos. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> dead body. Dead body in a river. I'll go cover it. Fuck it. Let's just do it. Rip the bandaid off. Un- you know, uncover it. Lift the veil. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> what was the first um what was the first subject you covered like that? What was like your first dead body in a river type story?
1: Um, okay, let's see. Jeez, I'm trying to think back. Oh, it was a it was a murder suicide. Um, I was on, like, a summer internship in college and a small-town paper, so it was, like, super uh, unusual for something like that, especially to happen in a tiny, tiny town. I mean, it was tiny. Um, But, yeah, it was a murder-suicide. I didn't get too close, though, because, you know, I was the the lackey. But uh, I do remember uh, my editor was like, I'm going to give you lead on this, you know. Go go get them, you know, right, and so it was uh I got to you know see the pictures, see the whatever, but yeah, it was totally it was just a uh a husband scorned, and he decided that, and actually it's that's creepy, uh sorry, <laughs> um actually <laughs> well, it right. was um no <laughs> uh that was bizarre, um, yeah, I don't even wanna describe it to you, so you'll just be left wondering um. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was just like a husband who was pissed off and decided that he was gonna kill his wife and then kill himself, but yeah, kind of boring too, but you know, yeah, it happened it happened uh I guess. yeah, yeah, the worst uh that brought up like the worst one that I covered, uh which was at a previous paper I worked at, um oh, uh, it was awful, um, yeah, so I. Uh, cover education at that at that paper. I covered education and cops in courts because it was a small newsroom, and so um, I went to like I had done a graduation, and then like the next week uh, we got a call of um, a, a boy, an eighteen year old boy, who went swimming with his friends at a lake and didn't come back up. Right, so uh, so I go out there and I remember this group of kids. Cause I, I, it was a small town too. I literally was standing with them while they're waiting to like walk out, uh, you know, walk the line at graduation, high school graduation car anyway. And so, uh, yeah, like I'm standing there and I, I beat the cops there, um, or the deputies and the dive team, the SAR folks, um. And so I'm standing with, like, these kids and this boy. I mean, God damn it. He was, like, 17, 18. He's, like, falling. He's, like, I tried to get him. I went down and I couldn't get him up. I just couldn't get him up. And I don't know what to do. And they're there, like, watching this un- unfold. And then another, uh, she was the radio reporter in town. She was like, her son is friends with these kids. And she just like looks at me and she's like, I got to get these kids out of here. And I was like, dude, it's cool. Take those kids, like whatever. We're not going to be like breaking any stories today. And she took the kids um, and then we just sat there and waited for them to like pull up this blue, gray body of a boy. And it was so sad. And I was just like, fuck me. What am I doing? I like went back to the newsroom, just like ashen, feeling like shit. Um, And... They, as in, I wrote my story I got it out got the photo in and they were like do you want to like go home <laughs> I was like yeah man feeling pretty shitty now so that was like the worst one and I think it was because um you know I had to be there with the kids uh in the emotion of it and like watching them they had just I go to college they're swimming and having a great time and they lost one of their friends, and it was super bummer. <laughs> it was super bummer. I bet. Now, does that, like,
0: does that make you rethink what you're doing? Like, did you go back home and, like, fuck, what, why am I doing this?
1: Um, no, I mean, sometimes tough stuff, I mean, it can cause me to wonder, but I've always been um, <laughs> morbidly morbidly curious. Um and I've always uh been a writer, um and a questioner. So to me I feel like sorry, vehicles. The people of Earth are waking up now. Oh, no worries. Um but but yeah, I'm feel I, I feel like I, I I observe and I report well. And so somebody's gotta do it I feel like, and why not me? Somebody who I mean, I feel like I'm compassionate and I can see things in a different light. So it does make you wonder what the fuck. Why aren't you petting fluffy kittens? But um, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm glad to be the person to do it, I guess, because, well, for many reasons. But I wouldn't, I don't know. It would take a lot for me to have to stop, I think. And it wouldn't be that.
0: (laughs) And, And it's funny, being a creative type, it probably does kind of fulfill that need to be creative, to, you know, to create, to write, to make things.
1: Yeah, yeah, and to get paid to do it. That, too. That helps <laughs> <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, because I, I, mean, I feel fortunate I, I used my writing degree, um, and like I said, I, I was I've always been a writer. I've always wanted to be a writer. I remember being 10 years old and declaring that I want to be a writer, and my dad buying me this like, 1900 desk, like a uh, it's called like a mission style desk, and uh, I still have it, and I write at it to this day. So like, it was a thing. Got my typewriter, got my desk, you know, and it's sort of my mission in life. So that's what I do.
0: What got you into writing? Was it was it a was it one author in particular? Was it something in school? Was it just the idea that you can kind of create with words?
1: Um, I was, uh, uh, I've always been a, and I would say I was a reader first, and then a writer. So, yeah, I just read anything I could get my hands on. Man, I loved Nancy Drew, I loved Hardy Boys, I loved Goosebumps, I loved Fear Street, I loved, uh, man, I got into, like, Ann Rule as, like, a, uh, you know, like a seventh grader, which was super intense. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I don't know, I read anything I could get my hands on. Um, And I think that sort of motivated that. In me. I mean, I don't know. I, I I started writing as a result of that, and I was good at it, and I liked it, so I just kept doing it.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, you, you mentioned Fear Street and and because I, I remember yeah. I remember Fear Street and Goosebumps, and I remember R.L. Stein was the author of both of those series, and I was mm-hmm. amazed to find out that he's still alive. R.L. Stein is yeah one of yeah those people, yeah man. I, he's one of those people that I just kind of like stopped thinking about. Like I feel like I used <laughs> to see his face every day at school, like on on the back yeah. of a book or in one of those like remember like the book sales like they had those kind of nu- new yeah, sweater yeah. sort of things. I used to see his face all yeah. the time, and then one day I just like stopped thinking about R.L. Stein.
1: Oh no, <laughs> yeah man, I uh uh I'm. Because I was a little writer kid nerd, and my mom took me to like this book fair when I was a kid. I must have been like 11 or something, and I got to meet him, and he signed a bunch of my stuff. I never stopped thinking about Arlstein. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's really, a, It's really a crime to not think about R.L. Stein as often as, as often as one should. Yeah. He... he I don't even remember the frequency at which Goosebumps books came out. I know there were Me, like yeah. dozens of them, but he would just yeah, I mean, kind of pump them out.
1: I think he's still doing it. Uh, different, like He's got different uh, offshoots now, I think. because you know, I spend a lot of time in, in schools, uh, and I always go to the... Anytime I go to a school board meeting um, where I am, they often have them in the media centers at the school so that the board members can kind of visit each other schools, stuff like that. So I always, at least two times a month, I'm in a media center. <laughs> and uh, they're they're still there. That's Arnold good. I, there. I, I, have not give, <laughs> I have not
0: given up hope on this generation that yeah. there's still a, a captive audience for Goosebump books.
1: Yeah, man. And I, uh, I mean, I had all of them. And my mom, I remember I was in high school and she's like, you know, I think we should uh, get rid of some of these books. <laughs> So she gave, she gifted them to like a younger cousin, so I don't have mine anymore, but thinking about my son, because you know we read a lot to him, and I'm like, man, I want to read, like, books that I want to read. I'm like, <laughs> right. I want to get goosebumps and read him goosebumps.
0: How is that, was like, how well, is that yeah. basically awesome child going to grow up properly without hearing, stay out of the basement?
1: I know, exactly, or like, not as a living dummy, what the fuck, that <laughs> shit
0: was crazy. Right, which was Holy the one, shit. wasn't there one with a camera, with like a haunted camera?
1: Yeah, oh, it was say she's uh, die. die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Call coming back, man. Good God, those yeah, are like man, the three
0: but... that I remember. I know there are other ones, but those are like the three, like off the top of my head, that I remember. Because I remember, like, yeah, man, in you know from third through fifth grade, every week you had to like write a book report, and I remember like the yeah. coolest strategy was to pick a goosebump book.
1: Yeah, man, totally. It was it was super cool, and those Scholastic book fairs that you're talking about, they still go on to this day. And it's still the thing to get, well, um, what is it? Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, that one. Wow. That's still, like, a, a top one. Yeah, I mean, you remember that one? That, I do that remember scary. that one.
0: I do remember that. Yeah.
1: Jeez. Yeah, I man. I think the film, and I think, uh, what's his name? I can't believe, I can't think of his name right now. Ah, um, oh, I can't, Guillermo, is it Del Toro? Oh, yeah, Guillermo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ge- Guillermo del Toro, dir- yeah. Yeah, I think he's 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 directing it. Yeah. I think Oh well, I think I, I don't did know. hear about that. It's funny
0: how many yeah. movies are like based on books. I hear like names of movies yeah. and I always forget though, like, yeah, that was a book a long time ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah, totally. Uh yeah, I'm a I'm kind of a, a book um I'm the person to have on your team if you on trivial pursuit, if you yeah, for for like the the literature and art <laughs> portion.
0: Nice. I'm
1: good at bar trivia, I guess.
0: I think okay, so Sometimes. literature and so yeah, arts and literature. I think is like brown, and I think like history, <laughs> history's yellow, and like yeah. games and leisure and stuff is like orange. That I think orange would probably be my wow. category. Games and leisure, okay, or
1: something okay. like that. Sport. Wow. I, I don't know
0: any. I don't know shit about sports, but yeah, the leisure part I, I have that unlocked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. I was gonna say I don't even know what games and leisure means. Like, okay.
0: Right. I mean, cool. there's, there's, I, I don't know what a leisure type question would be if there was like a, a, yeah. qu- a question about hammocks or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I was trying to think of that too, but yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm impressed that you knew that the colors. Dude. I haven't played Trivial Pursuit and. In- listen
0: it's a complete coincidence that i went to a meetup last night and we played trivial pursuit
1: (laughs) well it's a complete
0: coincidence but yeah no god i love board games (laughs) are you kidding me
1: yeah so hey you got the games part down if that's part of the game
0: exactly yeah i got that you know that half of it
1: yeah that 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 tells me that shows you what i know about games um when you said games i thought board game i didn't think sports
0: <laughs> right, 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 yeah, so oh, all yeah.
1: I don't know anything about sports. I've never been into sports. Have you ever yeah. been into sports are you into sports? Um, when I was a kid, like we played t ball, but I was like a marching band kid, so oh, okay, I was cool. that kind of kid, yeah, but like I was talking with a uh, baby daddy yesterday 'cause we uh we are we keep um we find that it's important for everybody to be involved in our situation. We've read studies that it's better for everyone. So, uh, yeah, so he keeps in contact and he uh, is involved as much as he wants to be. But, yeah, so we were talking about things, and I was going over sharing pictures and going over milestones, you know, things like that. And I was saying something. He was talking about how he he was sharing some fears um, that he has regarding parenting. And I told him, don't worry about that. I worry if our kid likes sports ball. And he was like, "What? He's like, what are sports ball? I was like, I don't know, man. I think it has to do. He's like, I think it has to do with like a stick and like a a ball and another stick. I don't know. I was like, shit, man. What are we gonna do? They used to say that in high school. He's like, go sports ball, hit the ball, do the thing. Yes. I'm like, fuck. That's what I'm scared of. I'm like, I don't. I don't have any qualms with like being able to correctly punish a kid or. Uh, appropriately, um, you know, give them compliments and things. I'm worried that the, this dude's going to like sports <laughs> That's a, and I'll be like, fuck. That should really be,
0: that should really be a bigger uh, worry uh, on the minds of yes. a lot of parents. It should really, it should really be up there with mumps.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm like, can you vaccinate for that? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Some sort of
0: anti-football medication.
1: Uh i I, don't, I really do think i draw the line at football though i'm like i'm not gonna let you intentionally cause damage to your head <laughs> i'm sorry dude but right a stick. and i feel There's like we, with that
0: <laughs> i feel like being a football fan now has all sorts of like political undertones to it like it used to just be a game oh, yeah. but now it's like a whole right. thing it, it's, it, it's yeah. not worth it
1: it's like, i get over it. Right. <laughs> I think the
0: only sport I've ever really been into was boxing. And and even that, I mean... Oof, yeah. i am never really been into boxing, but I, I, I grew up being exposed to kind of the old fights and right. stuff. There was a time when... Um, I forget how old I was. Maybe... 10 11 years old my dad used to wake me up every morning at like six o'clock and we used to go jogging around the block and while we jogged he used to tell me Muhammad Ali's life story because that was like my dad's hero so a lot of that just kind of stays stuck in my head and be- because right. of that, I have Kentucky a di- man yeah because of that I have a, I have a different <laughs> appreciation for stuff like that but other than that no fuck's right place.
1: right yeah I mean I played I, I can appreciate baseball I like baseball you know um we My family has a cabin um, in East Tennessee, and so they have uh, Gatlinburg, which is the scourge of the world. Don't ever go there. Um, Okay. Gatlinburg, (laughs) um, okay. Oh, Have you ever... I mean, the Smoky Mountains are beautiful, but, like, I don't know whose idea it was. They're like, this is the most beautiful place in this country. Let's stick a shitty-ass water park here. Like, what the... Oh jeez. But anyway, um no, we are well away from that shit in our private mountain. So, but um yeah, no, uh the the Gatlinburg does have like a minor league baseball team, and so we get season tickets for that and we'll go, but it's just like a place to go and drink beer and watch that. <laughs> it's not like I'm invested or anything. But and I can also appreciate basketball sometimes cuz you know, I am from Kentucky, so <laughs> right. Bourbon and basketball. Um, that's pretty much, you know, standard fare. <laughs> yeah, see, I think I'd be
0: more about the experience of watching the game than I would be about the game right, itself. Right, right, right. Like, baseball sounds fun in that, like, yeah, 70-degree day with a hot dog and a yeah. beer. Yeah, that sounds And a beer? Awesome. Fuck yeah.
1: Like, this sounds give awesome. Give me some of that.
0: Totally, the <laughs> Give game. me more of that. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, fuck the game. Just
1: sit there with a the hot dog. Right, I mean, right. Exactly. Like, I could take it or a- get invested. My family is a big uh, basketball fan. Uh, working, you know, obviously, like I said, Kentucky is the basketball stuff, so my family are big into Kentucky basketball, and I was when I was a kid, uh, but man, that's so stressful. I'm like, I don't want to be stressed out, I just want to sit and watch a scary movie that scares me. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want a level of stress that I don't I'm comfortable get mad. with. Right. I don't want to get mad. I'm good.
0: <laughs> what, okay, what stresses you out? And what do well, you do to combat stress?
1: Um, I would say my number one stressors these days are, well, I was I guess the stress that comes with, like, a tiny baby, which is, to say, minimal because he's super cool. But, you know, there are the stressors of, like, like, he was sick recently, and that was pretty stressful because we were like, holy shit, what do you do with a tiny human that's sick? But, so the things that come with that... Um and work um pretty much are my number one stressors uh and what do i do um i don't know man like I spend time in the studio, I listen to a podcast uh i read a book, i draw um I'm, these days uh, if i 'm not in the studio i am um i have like we have an office in our house, and i'm down in my bobby cave listening to some records and and drawing uh Drink it's beer. Pretty much that's it.
0: <laughs> what kind of records do you boring. listen
1: to? Uh last night I was listening to have you ever heard of the Roaches?
0: Uh no, like I a, haven't.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's see, this record, their title record came out in seventy nine. It's three sisters. Um, and they're amazing. And it's um they're great. I mean I don't know what kind of music you like, but
0: Oh I, I'm uh, all over the place. But I'm I'm gonna I'm finding them on yeah. my Spotify right now.
1: Do it. Look up uh, the Hammond song, or Wee. Wee's a good one. Anyway, I was listening to them. Um, before that, I was listening to Thelonious Monk, um, the one with uh, John Coltrane. So I'm kind of all over the place too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love I love music. I listen
1: to a lot of jazz. Yeah, I listen to a lot of jazz um, or like '50s pop um, while I'm at work because it's something that I can write to. Um, so yeah
0: jazz is so kind of good for like background yeah. music while you're like while you're making stuff i god and right i, I, I right. think anything anything long that i write I, I i have something i have jazz playing in the background i need to listen to more but yeah oh god my music takes right. place. that i have my dad to thank for he um when he was a teacher he was the only teacher in the school district with a stereo in his room. So he used to... Even if you weren't in his class, <laughs> nice. there were kids, like, just streaming in and out of his room all the time, just, like, bringing in cassettes right. and stuff. And...
1: You said he was an art teacher?
0: Yeah, he was... Well, he he's no, an he's artist, a... and he taught... Right. Yeah, he taught art um, K-12 through for... God, 20 years or something?
1: Nice. And, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, he, so a stereo's yeah. integral for that. Oh, totally, <laughs> yeah. totally.
0: And it, it, it's funny that he... Again, he was the only one with hysteria, so it wasn't discovered that it was such an integral part of creating until he brought it into the building, and then all of a sudden it was like, he was right. he was the guy, and I used to, like, he used to bring me to class once in a while when I was, you know, four years old before I started going to school, and God, it was he was the most popular person I had ever seen at that point. <laughs> it was so oh, yeah. cool to see him, like, dressed up and take charge of the class, and... Yeah, these That's awesome. These artist types, man, you can't get away from them.
1: <laughs> it's all good. I enjoy it. Oh yeah, you have actually. To. It got uh, if it got quieter. It's because I walked. So that explains that. I'm, I'm sorry, checking I, on the kiln. <laughs> I, I say that one more time. Your phone broke up. Oh, sorry about that. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay, I, I said if it got quiet or if my phone broke up, um, I walked into our studio. I'm checking on the kiln. Oh. It's gotcha. at fourteen hundred and forty degrees. What's incline. in there right now? Okay. Um some pots.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Um, <laughs> um fair enough. It's uh <laughs> yeah. Uh some plates. Um we fire some mugs and plates for an area potter. She found us on Facebook and was like, Hey, would you let me fire some stuff? And so she's also a graphic designer, so we trade her for her services, and we fire her stuff, so I think some of her work is in there, um, there's, like, some platters, some plates, some mugs, I made a bunch of fuck-ups, they're my favorite, nice, um, and they're in, you gotta love the fuck-ups, they're in ups. there, and, uh, yeah, fuck-ups, yep. they just say, it's a cup with this fuck on it, it's nice. a fuck cup. it's <laughs> a fuck-up, that's so, awesome, yeah, dude, fuck cup. so, yeah, so, uh, that's in there, that's a, an array of things, um yeah but it's a going. nice that's awesome As i know when i go home claudia's gonna say did you check on the kill and now i can say yes and you can say yes you did and i have audio <laughs> I proof check, of it check. in
0: case you don't believe yeah. me somebody was recording yeah. me checking the kill it was 1445 <laughs> degrees
1: <laughs> exactly and climbing so. exactly all right so it's got to get up to 2800 i think today so
0: So, this is the (laughs) first interview I did in... I I, I did these a couple years ago, but this is the first one I did in a while. Was this what you expected?
1: Um, I mean, I kind of went into it... I was thinking about this, like, when I started my walk tonight, or this morning. And I was like, what am I going to talk about? Should I, like, plan this? And I was like, no, fuck it. I'm just going to go into it. So, um, I guess technically no, but... It wasn't completely uh, unexpected
0: or anything like that. So it's all right. There's, <laughs> there's my yeah, it's all right. There's my tagline for this podcast. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun, Bobby. I'm going to go ahead and start editing yeah. this now. Um but okay, This was fantastic. Thank you for talking to me. I, we learned a lot about <laughs> each other.
1: Yeah, I'm man. i glad we're not um, strangers anymore. Yeah. Yeah, for sure,
0: man. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. It's pretty cool. Thank you very much, and you as well. Good luck with everything.
1: All right. Have a good one, man. You
0: too, Bobby. Thanks. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Stranger Than Christian is hosted, edited, recorded, and produced by me, Christian Carrion, in beautiful downtown Lancaster, Pennsylvania. If you're interested in becoming a guest on the show, email me at christian at buzzerblog.com. That's christian, my first name, at buzzerblog.com. Thank you for listening, and look forward to seeing you next week, or hearing you, on Stranger Than Christian. Yeah, I know, it's a podcast. Yeah, I know, they don't see me, they hear me. Yeah, well, I just, yeah, what do you want me to do it over?